Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. Because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 28, and this one is Do Men Prefer a Tight Vagina and Other Crazy Vagina-Related Topics? <laughs> This is going to be a fun one because, hey, we're talking about vaginas. I mean... Who doesn't love vaginas? Who doesn't love vaginas? I love vaginas. I love vaginas. (laughs) Especially mine. (laughs) Well, there is really so much to talk about in today's episode, and I found myself being really, like, giggly and excited about it. Um, The reason we wanted to to bring this topic up is because there's so much shame when it comes to vagina. And all jokes set aside, it's such a heavy baggage. If you are a vagina owner, you have probably had to deal at some point with a certain degree of shame or discomfort related to your private parts, to your vagina. And even though I grew up in very liberal family and without having really much shame and, and, and issues around my sexuality, I still had to deal with specific things that were all impacted on me from society that I had to be like, fuck it. You know, this is my body. This is my vagina and I'm claiming it. And I want you to feel as empowered as I do feel now in my vagina. Uh, if you are listening and have a vagina, because it is liberating. If you have a vagina, or if you would like to occasionally visit a vagina. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is in researching this topic, the original idea was around this idea of, um, you know, tight vaginas or loose vaginas. And, mm-hmm. then, and then we realized that once you go down the vagina hole, <laughs> it just opens up to this whole world of other vagina-related topics. That need to be covered in association with this. So, <laughs> so I want to answer that question right away. So do men prefer a tight vagina? And I would say that there's no such thing as a tight or loose vagina. Yes, you heard me. There's no such thing. Like this is such like bullshit and I'm calling it right now. This is one of those weird things that I think like maybe comes from childhood boys who've never experienced a vagina uh, just talking bullshit that they have no idea what they're talking about. That is true. And we'll hear more about your stories in Vagina Land, Kevin. But uh, let Ooh, me. <laughs> Vagina Land. One of my favorite places to visit. So the vagina has muscular tissues and it has the ability to expand and contract. So it's just kind of like a balloon. I really see that, by the way, that balloon image really works well. So basically, you either have muscle tone or no muscle tone. So notice this is not like tight or loose. It has to deal with the muscles. And it has absolutely nothing to do with the size of your vagina. No, no, because they come in different sizes, right? Um, Some people have vaginal walls that are longer, shorter, narrower, wider, and it comes in all sizes and shapes, and it's just like penises, right? That's like... Yeah. No two are alike. You just got to try one on until you find the right fit. <laughs> this is exactly that. It really comes down to a matter of preferal, personal preferences and compatibility. Because if you have a narrow vagina, vaginal walls, um, you might prefer a shorter dick. Um, and then somebody that's really bigger might be just 
not comfortable inside you. Like you might not like the feel of being so full. And that doesn't mean that you like, it just means that with your anatomy, that's how it works. Yes. <laughs> so when a woman is fully engorged, there is a fullness sensation. And basically what happens when she's engorged, it wraps the penis and it kind of feels soft, hot and wet. So how about you start mm. telling us more about this, Kevin? <laughs> well, let me just introduce this first. I want to give my opinion since I'm talking and I've got the mic and the floor here and my vagina is super excited. So <laughs> I want to come first. <laughs> no, no, never interrupt an excited vagina. <laughs> and then I want to hear your opinion. But um, okay, so what I've noticed is, and it doesn't happen every time, but sometimes when we make love, like I literally feel my vagina expanding so much. And it's like, I don't know, it triples or, or even more the size of what it usually is. Yet, I mean, I can still feel your cock. I can still feel the walls. And yet I have this like balloon experience of expansion. And sometimes it even comes with like um, <laughs> air, you know, that comes in it. I feel it like, and also, hey, like pussy farts that come in there where you like, why it feels engorged with air through certain positions. And then when you move, there's some air that got trapped that comes, that gets really least hence the pussy fart um, but what I was curious is what happens for you when we're making love and you're feeling this um, this expansion where I'm like literally my, my there's no more bottom to my vagina <laughs> <laughs> well <clears throat> I would start by saying that uh, one thing that I appreciate about you is that you have a lot of tone in the muscles in your vagina mm -hmm. um, and You know, having been with a few different women over my lifetime, I can say that some did and some didn't. Mm -hmm. And you can really tell the difference with the ones that do. Uh, it's, it's a very different sensation. And so I never thought of it as um, tight or loose. Mm -hmm. I always just thought of it as like, oh, wow, she has really good control over the muscles in her vagina. Okay. And so, you know, when you, when you insert your penis into a vagina, you can always feel that you're in a vagina. Like, it's, <laughs> not, it's not like you insert your penis in and you're like, wow, it's so expansive in here. It's like I'm not even in here. <laughs> like that just, that doesn't happen. Um, but what you do feel is while you're making love with a woman who has muscle tone, especially if she's mastered control over those muscles, You know, kind of like think of a belly dancer. You know how a belly dancer can isolate all these different muscles and move just specific ones while all the rest are completely, you know, at rest? Well, a woman, and I'm sure you can talk more about that, she can learn to do that with the muscles in her vagina. And so the difference really is like, oh, wow, this woman really has muscle tone and has the ability to isolate different muscles versus not. And obviously, as a, as a man, it's, it's more enjoyable to feel a woman who does have that kind of muscle tone and control. I call it dexterity, really, because it comes down to that. So uh, if you have the tone and the dexterity, the sensations both for him and for you are going to like increase. Yeah, it can, it can give you different sensations as a guy. Um, But more than that, what, what I kind of like about it is I actually feel more connected. 
because hmm. I feel more interaction from you. Oh, so do you feel like it's really hard to put, by the way, words into this? But my experience is like I literally feel an expansion, and it's like like the size. It's kind of like if I'm like expanding so much there's no more walls and there's no more like like I was saying like bottom or like cervix that's happening and so I'm just kind of imagining if it was like if we were blowing this balloon and it keeps growing and growing like what's your experience when you're penetrating yeah so in regards to the expansion comment which is just you know one piece of the puzzle yeah the whole thing um yes I can absolutely feel when there's an expansion but it doesn't feel doesn't feel like it's just gotten larger huh. it actually just feels like it's gotten more relaxed it feels more like a lack of tension oh. than an actual expansion oh yeah this is so good okay okay i'm kind of gonna jump ahead about that because you're like let lack of tension mm-hmm. and that is so fascinating because there is actually a condition where you have such a tight vagina and it's called the vaginismus. And that's women that experience such tightness in their vaginas that sometimes they can't even have intercourse. They can't put a tampon inside or intercourse is so painful. There's like burning pain. I mean, it's physically really uncomfortable. And um, I've talked to women who had experienced that. And the, uh, the, the solution to that that they were doing, they were to see a like a physical therapist for their pelvic floor muscles and their vagina, where they would insert a, um, uh, um, something inside the vagina and they would learn, I mean, if they could insert it. So basically they would get to that place where then she would be relaxed enough that she could put that probe inside the vagina. It's, it's pretty small. And she would have to learn to contract and relax. And that's how she was able to reteach her muscles and her body and uh, the whole like cells that it's okay to be relaxed and was able to get over the vagina. So what you're saying is it's very similar to what you teach women with the jade egg. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, tell us more about that. (laughs) So my experience with working with women and doing hands-on, where I do full uh, vaginal massage, pussy massages, and really notice like the misconception here is that often when you strive for a tight vagina, you will hold tensions. When you hold tensions, things become painful. And, or some other things that happens is that you disconnect. You disconnect from parts of yourself inside your vagina and sensations are not the same anymore. So maybe you can't feel anything, you're numb. Maybe it takes you forever to even experience sensations or reach an orgasm. I mean, there's so many different things that do show up. And it really comes down to that piece that you mentioned, Kevin, in terms of the relaxation. So for most people, they always focus on the contraction. So if you're so focused, I don't want to have a loose vagina, I'm going to make it tight, or I'm going to do my my Kegels, because I've learned about my Kegels, and they all go around and they contract. And what they don't notice is that they're walking around with tight asses. <laughs> they're like really and tight vaginas. Tight vaginas as well. But like the tension is being held there all of the time. And the key is absolutely in the relaxation yeah so there's there's a couple things here the, the first one is is that um, some women may be holding a lot of tension in their vaginas as a result of stress 
Mm-hmm. Maybe as a result of trauma, mm-hmm. right? So there's that piece to it, right? And so there's the women who maybe have those types of issues that would need services from you, like doing actual vaginal massage and some actual therapeutic work mm-hmm. that would help them start to release some of that uh, trauma, some of that tension. Mm-hmm. Then there's the other segment of women who are trying to achieve muscle tone. Mm-hmm. but only focus on, you know, the contraction and not the release. Mm-hmm. And what, what I thought of as a musician in my head, uh, what I was thinking of when you were, were describing that was the difference between uh, a note and silence, mm-hmm. right? So something maybe uh, a lot of people listening don't know, but if you, if you listen to the intro of our show, the intro starts with some uh, djembe drumming. And one of the reasons why we love that intro is because we both play djembe. Mm-hmm. As a, we play other things too, we're primarily guitarists and singers and stuff, but um, it's really obvious in djembe the idea between the hit, the actual sound, and the space, the silence in between. And so when you're a musician, you can't just focus on making notes. <laughs> you, you have to focus on the notes and the silence in between the notes. And that's what makes something melodic. That's mm-hmm. what makes something sound musical and, and good to the ear. So mm-hmm. I think that's just a re- that's the first thing I thought of, and it's a really good comparison when it comes to if you want to train your vagina, you can't just focus on how tight and how many times and how hard you're squeezing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I like to say like uh, once you have a penis inside you, you can play the flute with your vagina. So see, staying in the musical realm here. Uh, but it's that like you're putting a pressure and then you're releasing. It's the same thing. Yeah. So describe to our listeners a little bit. So we know that you work with uh, women in releasing trauma and doing vaginal massage and that sort of thing. And I know you've had amazing testimonials from some of these women who've had real... Uh, uh, breakthroughs. Breakthroughs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- thank you. That's the word, breakthroughs from doing that work. Describe a little bit also about how you teach women with the jade egg and, and how that sort of practice works. Yeah, ultimately, when you use a jade egg, it's really all about repatterning the DNA and, and your habits and changing how you do things. So most of the time, we're very unconscious about what we do to ourselves and our vaginas. We just shove a, a tampon up up inside our vaginas. We go to the gynecologist and they just like put the, the speculum inside or have sex with somebody. We're not quite ready, but we don't say anything. And it's about re, uh, I want to say like reclaiming and just kind of like being like, hey, I'm going to listen to the messages that my pussy has for me. And I'm going to really let my pussy unfold like its own timing and not put an agenda into things. And this is really the biggest learning because some people will approach the JDAG as another like workout. It's weightlifting, vaginal weightlifting. Absolutely. And you can do it that way. And that's when Mm -hmm. I started doing that. um, That's really how I did it. But I did not stick with it. And when I changed my approach and became much more feminine in my approach and and use it more as a way to really achieve that relaxation, like that that gives you a feedback because you do a tension. Let's say you you will uh, have the, the egg inside and do a tension trying to squeeze the egg but then you have to do a relaxation and that's really that focus on that relaxation but I think ultimately I'd like to do another episode that's really specifically on the jade egg because there's so much more to be said but it's really understanding that 
It's nothing about like your vagina is loose. You just have lost muscle tones. And it's to starting to isolate, like Kevin was mentioning, which areas you need to tighten and relax and which areas you need to work out a little bit if it's really loose in that sense of not toned mm-hmm. so that you can regain your muscular strength. Because it is true that if you've given birth, it is possible that you could um, have pushed your heart and lost the tonicity in the muscles. It's absolutely possible. Possible, but... But not necessarily either. So tell, had, tell us about that. That's what I was going to say. Tell us about experiences with women who had kids. I've, I've had two uh, partners in the past, one long term, one a little bit shorter term, both who had um, children recently, and uh, neither of them had what people would call loose vaginas. In fact, the, the first woman uh, that I ever had sex with who had had a, a child I met her when she was still pregnant. <laughs> Obviously, the dad was not in the picture uh, at all, um, but she was also uh, she was a triathlete. She was a personal trainer. She was super fit, and um, you know we didn't end up having sex until after she gave birth. But uh, shortly thereafter, uh, we did have sex, and I can. Say, from what I remember, there was no problems with a a loose vagina at all. But she was very fit. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was running throughout most of her pregnancy and cycling. And um, she, you know, after giving birth, she just rebounded right away and was off and running. Mm -hmm. The second one had been a few years. Uh, I think her son was somewhere around three or four uh, maybe three and a half, something like that. Um, so it had been a few years, but uh, again, there was, there was no issues with a loose vagina or, or anything like that. Um, she was relatively fit too, not like triathlete, but, um, yeah. So my, my experience is, is that, you know, this idea that, well, I had a kid, so therefore it's a mess or therefore it's loose or therefore it's this, that, or the other thing really isn't true. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't necessarily matter what your life circumstances are. It's just a matter of what's your physical fitness. Yeah. Well, I think really ultimately is if you were fit before and you have a kid, you tend to stay fit. If you already had imbalances and issues before, pregnancies will uh, put you more out of balance. And so it's not something that was brand new due to that. It's something that was already there underlying And then it's just a matter of, again, finding the proper muscles because it's just muscles, like I was saying earlier. So, um, you know, you just need to retrain them and they'll get right back into shape. Exactly. And that's really the cool part is that it's not you were born this way or that way Mm -hmm. or there's nothing you can do. The hope uh, in the situation, if you're not where you want to be, is that you can always get there. It just takes a little work. Mm Mm-hmm. So we learned that too tight can be painful for both. So it's not something that you want to strive for. We know that that relaxation piece and that like expansion is essential. And so what you want to do is focus on your muscle tone so that you can squeeze and relax around a penis. And that way his sensations and yours are increased. And the bottom line is (laughs) there is a difference between tones and tight. And I'm just kind of laughing because I'm thinking, you know, really, ultimately, a guy is just going to be fucking happy to be inside a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's true. Most men will not complain either way. You know? But but I will say this, that 
the, I remember the first the first time I was ever with a woman who really had good dexterity. Uh-huh. Like she had good tone and really could control it. I remember going, holy shit, what is that? <laughs> that is so cool. Like, wow, I didn't even know that was possible, you know? Uh-huh. And then, and then having after that partner, other partners who didn't have that, I was kind of like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, that was really cool. I, I, I really hope there's more women that know how to do that. And then, of course, later on in life, finding more and more women who actually did have that kind of control, I was like, oh, yeah. So it's not like with the other women, I was like, oh, this isn't any good. Uh-huh. It was just that I was like, wow, that was, I always viewed it as like, that was something really special or like, like really amazing. And like, wow, I hope I can really find that again. So. Okay. And, and I can honestly say maybe, maybe my uh, past pool is a little exceptional, but actually there's quite a few women who possess that skill. It's not like, you know, the top 1% of all women who master this. So if you're (laughs) listening to this and you're like, wow, I can't do that. Don't worry, you you could very easily do it if you just gave it a little bit of work. Mm, that's that's good uh, word of advice there. And so next time you're making love, uh, just kind of try to do a little squeeze and then relax and see how that feels for you both. All right, so I think we have thoroughly buried the myth of the loose vagina. <laughs> but remember, this episode is Do Men Prefer Tight Vaginas and Other Vagina-Related ideas. So, like I said, this, this can be a deep hole. <laughs> so, so what other things sort of came up when we were, when we were researching this topic? There, there's definitely something that I've been wanting to speak about for a long time, and that's around labiaplasty. And that's a subject that's dear to my heart because I'm one of these women that has an Audi vagina where my inner lips stick out. Therefore, I'm not the perfect vagina that's depicted in all the porn. Which I really don't give a shit anymore, but I did experience some discomfort and shame around that. I had a boyfriend who laughed at the size of my uh, labias, and I was like, what a jerk! Your testicles hang way lower than my labias do. But I did not say that because I felt like it was really mean and like I could feel very hurt by what he said to me and I did not want to inflict that on him. So I I stayed shut, you know, I did not say a thing. But ultimately it took me a while to fall in love again with my vagina as it is. Yeah, this is a very unfortunate modern occurrence (sighs) that somehow, somewhere, and honestly I think it mostly starts with porn. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were some very famous porn actresses uh, who, in the very beginning of labiaplasty becoming a thing, started doing that. Mm -hmm. And then it sort of became a thing throughout porn to have a certain type of vagina that is always present in porn movies. But, you know, as we all know, um, vaginas come in all different shapes and sizes and colors and hairstyles and everything else. (laughs) They really do. And so the idea that uh, your vagina is not perfect and normal is bullshit. What we need is more education. And there was something mm-hmm. fascinating that we uh, that we found is that in Australia, the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners, okay, they decided to issue a new guideline and procedures around uh, how they approach labiaplasty. And what they started doing is that when women would come in with the intention of getting a labiaplasty, they would give them actual pictures and show them what genitalia, normal genitalia look like. And just from doing this, they decreased the amount of labiaplasty by 28%. 
28% just because women saw other women's vaginas and went, oh, mine's normal. There's nothing wrong with me. What, what's amazing to me is how many people have never really seen other people's genitals. Mm. And this idea that, you know, every woman thinks her vagina is weird or every guy thinks his penis is too small or whatever it is, is mm -hmm. just complete and utter bullshit. If you really saw the full range of what's available out there, and you would realize that these, you know, like for instance in porn movies, every guy's got an enormous penis. <laughs> do, do, do you know the average penis length is five inches? <laughs> five. That's the average penis length. In porn movies, it's almost double that. <laughs> like, that's not normal, right? Same thing with vaginas. Is this like those super tiny inner lips that you can't even barely see is like the norm in a porn movie. It's just one flavor of vaginas. It's I, not all. I can honestly say that was the that is absolutely the minority of women I've been with. Yeah. Well, then do yourself a favor. If you're in doubt, go to a nude beach for a little bit and just check it out and notice the variety and appreciate it because you're going to feel so much better about yourself. Yeah, but don't be a perv gawking at everybody. Well, that's be true. Be discreet. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So one thing about labiaplasty that I really wanted for people to understand is that it's not a minor procedure. It's an invasive surgery that requires a lot of healing time. And anytime you do a surgery, no matter how easy it is, you create a scar tissue. And scar tissues don't always heal very well. And some people lose sensitivity. I heard a story of a woman who uh, was seeking help of a sexological body worker, a colleague of mine, uh, because she had had a labiaplasty and she wasn't very well informed. And when they, they did the procedure, they cut off way more than she thought they, they would. And, you know, it's like, has so many nerve endings right there and suddenly she did not feel as much sensations and she also had a pain that she didn't experience before just because of the um scar tissue and the healing that happened that's that that had some trauma to it that can be worked with you can do through massage through body work you can heal some of that but honestly why would you mess with a perfectly normal and healthy vagina when you don't have to. Exactly. So now she's on the road to recovery and seeking therapy through somebody who does the type of work that you do, mm -hmm. all because society convinced her that there was something wrong with her vagina, and there really wasn't. Yeah. I want to share one more uh, numbers here. Mm -hmm. um, that apparently there was a 39% incre increase in labiaplasty surgeries in 2016 in America. So that's more than 12,000 procedures. And I bet that out of these procedures, only a handful were really necessary. Yeah, and, and we do admit that there are potentially circumstances in which a labiaplasty is needed for other than just, hey, I want to look differently. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if that's the case, absolutely, you know. But it's a little shocking to me to hear that 12,000 people in one year all underwent a fairly major procedure mm -hmm. just to change the looks, most likely because they don't know that they look normal. Mm -hmm. that, that's a little shocking. Um, so I love what, what they're doing in Australia. I also love, you know, you and I actually have a friend who took this mission on quite a few years ago, mm -hmm. um, and he created a book called Petals. And what it is is up-close uh, pictures 
of vaginas mm -hmm. of all ages, colors, shapes, mm -hmm. sizes, hairstyles, everything. And his true intent with creating that book was really to show women that there's this huge diversity out mm -hmm. there. Yeah. If you've never seen the book, it's called Petals and it's by Nick Karras. And we highly recommend that you uh, check it out. We'll put the link in our show notes uh, because we have it on our coffee table. Well, we don't really have a coffee table, but uh, we, we have a couple of coffees running around the house and we love showing them around. Yeah. <laughs> like, like so many things in life, right? The more we experience, the more our mind expands, mm -hmm. right? So the more different types of vaginas a woman sees, the more her her world or her mind expands to realize that it's all normal. Mm -hmm. And so for all the women listening here today, and if you're unsure about your relationship with your body, with your vagina, and you want to do like something to activate your pleasure and your radiance, I want to invite you to um, just visit my site. I will put the link in the show notes. I have a very special um, meditation, guided meditation practice that I've created for you to help you connect with your pussy in a totally different way. And uh, so, yeah. I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey because it's liberating. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, Vagina Land is a vast and mysterious place. <laughs> and uh, our show is only roughly about 30 minutes long. And we're just about out of time. So there's so much more that we could cover about Vagina Land. And if you have any other vagina-related questions, type them into the comments. Uh, go to Celine's site. Send her a message. And mm -hmm. we would be happy to cover more about vaginas mm -hmm. in a future episode. And remember, none of it is better or worse. And just stop letting like societal bullshit really determine like how much pleasure and fulfillment you can have with yourself, with your body, and with your life. Yeah. Go vaginas. Go vaginas. <laughs> We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>